0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends. Welcome to today's episode of Everyday Truth uh, so thankful for you and looking forward to another study uh, today in the book of Revelation, chapter number 12. Uh, I'm going to do something today that is an, an everyday truth first. I am going to issue a public apology. Yep, got some feedback about my my marginally negative comments about cats the other day where I introduced this mug. I'll reintroduce it here. Everything tastes better with cat hair in it. And I, I, I was mildly rebuked and I have received it that I, I should not have been negative toward cats. I, I received a nice letter. So to Donna, please forgive me. To Fayreen, please accept my apologies. And to Friendly, Friendly is is Faireen's cat who watches the podcast. Friendly, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. I do love you a bit. So please <laughs> accept that as an apology today. So there, that's done. I do like dogs better. I'm going to go on record as saying that as well. But we are in Revelation chapter 12. So would you find your place, please? And we're talking about a section of scripture where symbolism is being used. So we talked about the symbol of this woman that uh, was clothed in the sun and the moon was at her feet and the 12 stars were the, uh, the crown on her head. And we talked about reasons why we believe that is Israel and how Israel gave birth to uh, Messiah. and we we know about that how she had pain and childbirths and it was a season in israel's history where she was under the subjugation of rome and and then we read about the dragon and how the dragon the devil uh and sought to destroy the man child uh the, the baby as soon as it was born and now today let's talk about uh the child himself so we're in revelation chapter 12 and verse number five If you would uh, look there with me, uh, where the Bible says, And she brought forth a man-child, baby-boy. And watch the description now of the Messiah, verse number five, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. In other words, ultimate authority. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. So... What is the symbol of verse number five, the third symbol? It's the, it's the, the, the description of, the identity of the, the baby born of this woman. And of course, we know that to be Jesus. He, Jesus, is the man-child that was born. And what was the purpose for Messiah's coming? Well, a purpose, now we understand theologically Soteriologically, there's a big word for you. It just refers to salvation. Is that he came to seek and to save, that which was lost. Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, First uh, Timothy chapter 1. It's a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I'm chief, said the apostle Paul. So we know that, as far as redemption was concerned, Jesus came to be the suffering servant. He came to die. Uh, for our sins to be the Lamb of God, our Passover, you know all of that. But as a Jewish Messiah, he came to rule and reign. And he was to be received and accepted, not rejected uh, by God's people. But of course, we know that none of that was true. We know that Jesus did come unto his own, John chapter 1, and his own received him not. They rejected him. Jesus legitimately offered himself as king to his people. Remember the triumphal entry into Jerusalem and how at least there was ostensibly a reception of Jesus. He's the son of David, Hosanna, the palm leaves, the, the, the coats that were thrown down before that, that donkey as he rode into, the, into town. But yet within a week, crucify him, crucify him. And so there was not a real trust, a real heartfelt belief that Jesus was the Messiah. So rejected. Uh, so, but does that does that remove the fact that Jesus will rule and reign? Does that remove the fact that Jesus uh, is the ruler of the nations and will rule all nations with ultimate authority? Of course not. And we we know now through the clarity offered through through the New Testament that Jesus came the first time and suffered and died, but he will come the second time and will rule and reign. He will He will uh, defeat the armies of Satan and of the Antichrist at Armageddon. He will uh, enter Jerusalem uh, from the Mount of Olives. He will return in like manner as they saw him go. He will rule and reign for 1,000 years. We as believers will rule and reign with him on planet earth. So what a, a wonderful uh, prophecy and encouragement that is. But here in Revelation chapter 12, we just read about he was born. His purpose was to rule the nations of the world, uh, headquartered at Jerusalem. But uh, that didn't happen. Not then. See, see it again in verse number five? He was t- who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God in... And to his throne. So, what's that a reference to? That's a reference to the birth of Jesus, and then to the ascension of Jesus, it, it, essentially the end of his earthly ministry. So, what do we know? We know that Jesus was born. That's Bethlehem. We know that uh, he was born in fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. He was. He came to his own. So the woman, the the mother in that sense was Israel. We know that obviously Mary was the physical mother. We know that Jesus lived a perfect life. We know that he ministered publicly for three years. We know that he was rejected and that he died. He was buried. He rose again. And then we know that he appeared for a period of, of about 40 days in his resurrected body to different people at different times. At one time, up to 500 people, over 500 people at one time. Uh, Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians 15. But then eventually ascended. Uh, Acts chapter 1. Ascended from the Mount of Olives to which one day he will return to the Mount of Olives. So when, when we talk about the comings of the Lord, really there are two comings of Christ. There's the first coming... And then the second coming is when Jesus again comes to this earth. And that's the distinction. Because sometimes, if we're not careful, we talk about the rapture. We talk about yeah, Jesus is coming again. He is coming soon, morning or night or noon. We ought to be ready. And that's true. He's coming, but not to this earth. So the rapture, he comes in the clouds. We meet the Lord in the air. So we can't really call that the second coming. It's not. The first coming, he came to earth. The second coming, he's coming to earth. And uh, we will be there with him at that second coming. So why am I saying all this? I'm saying all this because I want us to understand the flow here. Because we're taking a big panoramic look. So, so far we've learned in Revelation chapter 12 that Israel, it was the one that was given that promise. Remember Abraham. We're all the way back now to Genesis chapter 12. The story of the Old Testament really is the story of God's people from Genesis 12 through the end of Malachi, uh, and really the story of God's people's failures. But then the New Testament begins, and we see that God's people have delivered to the world Messiah. But the devil has wanted to upend the plan of God, the redemptive narrative. He wants to destroy Jesus. But Jesus lived and died, and then Uh, was risen again, and then ascended. And that's the reference here in verse number five. So Revelation 12, five, it's all about Jesus and his first coming and then ascension back to heaven. Now, what's very interesting is between verse five and verse six, there's a huge gap. Now, don't let that alarm you because often in the Bible, when the ministry of Jesus is described relating to Israel, You're going to see the gap of the church age. Why? Because we're not talking about the church right now in Revelation chapter 12. We're talking about the nation of Israel. So we go from Jesus coming and then ascending to the tribulation period. Why? Because the tribulation period is Daniel's 70th week. A Messiah being cut off is Daniel's 69th week. So as far as Israel is concerned, uh, verse 5 and verse 6 go right together. Because Daniel's 69th week and Daniel's 70th week follow each other. And we know as New Testament saints that there's this gap between. Remember remember when Jesus first went to the synagogue of Nazareth? That was his hometown. After he had started his public ministry, you can read that account in Luke chapter 4. Jesus actually preached to his hometown people from Isaiah 61 which is a great messianic passage. And in that passage, Jesus said, he read, he read the verse from the scripture and then he stopped reading in the middle of a sentence. He said to preach the acceptable year of our Lord. Well, that's when Messiah came, the acceptable year of our Lord, the coming of the Messiah described in Isaiah 61 and verse one. It's interesting because Jesus stopped right in the middle of the verse. Because the last part of the verse is, and the day of the vengeance of our God. Well, that's Jesus' ministry at at the end of the great tribulation. So Jesus cut a verse in half. Why? Because that verse is separated. I think it's a colon, maybe a semicolon. That one punctuation mark in Isaiah 61 and verse 2 represents 2,000 years uh, here of the church age. So what I'm saying is a gap between verses five and six is not unusual. We've seen it already in scripture. Okay. So I've got to hurry. Look at verse number six. So verse number five, the public ministry of Jesus, his birth to his ascension. Now verse number six, and the woman fled into the wilderness where she had, where she hath a place prepared of God, And they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. Okay, so if you do the math there, that's three and a half years. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the time in Daniel's 70th week, those seven years, where things are gonna get so bad, it's gonna be great tribulation. And the great tribulation will, will be so bad that believing Jews those that have believed the gospel of the 144,000, those that have taken the warning of Jesus to heart. Remember in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24, he talked about the abomination of desolation, the time when Antichrist would break his treaty with Israel and would uh, make them worship the idol that he sets up in the temple. Well, the Bible says that believing Jews are going to see that. And they're going to be able to escape from Jerusalem and escape that persecution and hide uh, in the wilderness in the desert. Some believe in Petra, uh, but will be able to 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 escape that judgment for or that tribulation for that three and a half years. So that's what that's a reference to. So we go from verse five, which is the first coming of Christ, to verse number six, where we're dealing now with believing Jews. In Daniel's 70th week, who are recognizing the coming of great tribulation and are hiding themselves for the last three and a half years. Okay, wow, there's a lot going on, right? Now, one last verse for today. Look at verse number seven. Um, And we'll just introduce this. I'll come back to this next episode. But the Bible says there was a war in heaven. So the great tribulation on earth, the three and a half years, will be immediately preceded by a war in heaven. Interesting. You don't think about heaven as being a place where there's going to be war, but there will be a war in heaven where the participants will be, Michael, so the great archangel Michael, and his angels fought against the dragon. So the dragon, of course, is Satan, and the dragon fought and his angels. So there is going to be Just ahead of the Great Tribulation on planet Earth. Remember, the first three and a half years are going to be relatively calm, but the last three and a half years on planet Earth are going to be just unbelievable. We've talked a little bit about that with some of the the trumpets already and some of the seals. But preceding the Great Tribulation, there'll be a war in heaven Michael and his force of angels against the devil, Satan, Lucifer, and his force. What will that war look like? Why will that war take place? What will be the aftermath of it? We're going to have to wait and talk about all of that next episode. So I hope that, uh, I hope that this was clear today. I know that we talked about a lot of things, but stay tuned. Hang in there. Uh, I think it's all going to uh, come together as we piece it. So uh, I would just encourage you to, uh, to, to stay tuned. Thank you for being so faithful. I do hope you have a great day today in the Lord, and we'll see you next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.